Hey everybody, it's Will here from NEO. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tea Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be launching a new tea called the Sencha Isagawa. If at any point in this uh, little episode you're curious about the tea, you can head over to neoteas.com and check it out. Um, you should be able to find it by searching Isagawa or Sencha Isagawa. Um, we have both a sample and a full pack for you to try out. Um, now, this is a new tea for our online store. Uh, it's from the region of Shizuoka, but it's from a very special um, area in the mountains of Shizuoka called the Organic Village. Now, this is a place that we visited last April when we were visiting the, the farm of uh, the Osada family. Um, and we went up into the mountains through the forest about 500 to 600 meters above sea level. Uh, just beautiful mountain views uh, of tea fields and, um, you know, cherry blossoms. It was April cherry blossom season. Um, just amazing, spectacular landscape. Um, but what was really cool was the commitment of these small farmers that kind of banded together and formed the Organic Village, uh, which is a collection of farms, small family farms, that have completely um, sworn off pesticides. Um, so not only is the, the uh, field where this tea is grown pesticide-free, but all other fields bordering it are pesticide-free. Um, so this is really encouraging, and we really love to source um, from small family farms like this um, that are completely against the use of pesticides, conventional fertilizers, things like that. Um, and this is also a mountain tea. Uh, so the soil we saw was very rocky, and this actually transfers a lot of minerals to the tea itself. Um, so Oliver's going to be talking a little bit about what that does to the tea and how that makes it unique. So let's check that out. Hello everybody, this is Oliver from New, and today we are going to talk about a little bit more about the drier tea, a mountain tea, and I want to discover with you or guide you a little bit through how the taste of a mountain tea or a drier tea can taste like. So for this I brought today uh, Sencha which is coming from the region of Shizuoka. Shizuoka one of the biggest regions of tea in Japan and this one here is from the Osada family and it is the so-called Sencha Izagawa. Izagawa is actually a small village of organic tea farmers in the mountains of Shizuoka around 500 to 600 meters above sea level. So this uh, region or this area is completely um, concentrating its plantations only on organic farming and this tea here is a little bit of a drier tea. So when we talk about a little bit of a drier tea, what do we actually mean? So when you're uh, into the world of Japanese green tea, there are different ways of uh, treating a tea, of having a tea cultivated and especially in the south, now it has come into vogue to shade the teas. But if we are going more for a little bit of a drier tea, we're not talking about too much of shading or even no shading because the catechins and the tannin levels are a little bit higher which make the tea a little bit citrusy, a little bit more fresh but also in the same time a little bit more astringent and this is actually when we talk about a more dry tea. When we talk about more of a sweet tea, savory tea, a little bit more also of a fruity tea, then we often talk about um, shading of the tea. This can be between seven days or even go up to 21 to 25 days 
for very long shaded teas like for the matcha so then the tensha is used or produced to do the matcha or we talk about gyokuro but here i really want to stay in the area of a little bit more of this dry fresher citrusy aroma so low shading or no shading this tea here is not shaded so it is a non-shaded tea from shizuoka and it is a little bit more of a drier and a little bit more of a citrusy tea what is also special about this tea as it is a mountain tea it grows into in more rocky regions so uh, we have been visiting the farm of mr osada and where we could see also this, uh, the soil uh, where the plants are um, uh, growing into and there we talk about a little bit more higher amount of rocks a little bit more of a minerally uh, flavor kind of a minerally soil which is then developing this special flavor so when we go into the tea um, we are um, just having a sniff of the tea so I get more really already a little bit of the stony a little bit more mineral side of the tea when we just have a we are strong on the side of a little bit more of this of, of the grass in it but there's nice minerally tone swinging with it I have a little bit this minerally kind of when you put even kind of or when you have wet stones a little bit this kind of special flavor of a kind of a minerally mixed with the stony flavor it comes a little bit through with this tea so we are on a more of a grassy fresh taste a little bit this dryness driven by kind of this mineral um, flavor profile so we're gonna just use 60 degrees of water so 140 fahrenheit what is important when you don't want to have a too astringent tea is to really go for a lower temperature especially with the ones there which are a little bit more dry a little bit more tanninic it adds a nice little sweet hint to the tea when you go a little bit lower in temperature so that's why i suggest you around 60 degrees for uh, 60 degrees celsius 140 fahrenheit as a perfect temperature to brew especially the teas which are a little bit higher in the tanninic and in the, a little bit higher in catechins good this one minute is over and let's have a first pour of this one here so the leaves they could open nicely and we can see that compared for example to a fukamushi style brewed tea this tea is a little bit more in the golden in the yellow color than in this strong intense green color so we really have more of a sun ray uh, colored uh, tea which is really nice in the golden shimmer or kind of the in this golden color meanwhile the fukamushi is really intense in this green kind of uh, nearly a kind of glowing green color here we're really more into Kind of a golden beautiful color now let's see in terms of the leaves you can see they open up already a little bit they're not fully open so these leaves are definitely a second or a third brewing i have now when i smell at the leaves i have a slight astringent tone with it mixed with a little bit of sweet corn so there's a little bit of um, theanine coming through a little bit of the sweeter part and
So we really have a little bit of a mix of a sweet corn and a grassy flavor. But now I'm curious to see what the tea tastes like. What is nice is when you use a little bit of lower temperature water, you get kind of a of a sweetness, a sweet round, a little bit slight fruity note. It's a little bit kind of a nectarine peach note, which is in the beginning, goes over into a little bit more of a creamy note. And then in the end, it gives space to a little bit these drier notes. This it's kind of feels like a little bit of a tingling on the top of the tongue, where you really can feel that the catechins are present and you have a little bit of this smooth aftertone, which is a mix of kind of a, a little bit late summer grass, nearly a little bit of a hayish flavor profile going into kind of a, of a, going a slight dry mouthfeel. But it's slight when you use lower temperature, very important not to go too high. As soon as you go too high, you will realize yourself or you will notice yourself that you have more of kind of a, of a more stringent and kind of quite bitter profile of the tea. Mm -hmm. It's really nice, like it's a little bit peachy, a little bit apricot in the beginning, but then goes over into a nice grassiness and then leaving really space for this uh, dry flavor profile. So I want to go for a second brewing just to have a look um, how the taste of this tea evolves. Hey, voila. You see the golden color intensifies a little bit further. It goes a little bit darker as well. So let's see how the astringency also behaves, the citrusy notes, if they get stronger. So you have clearly a strong development in the citrusy notes. It's a little bit more there, this dryness of the tea. So it turns, goes a little bit away from this peachy. You get a smooth sweetness in the beginning, but then goes over into this more peachy tone. And definitely a more of a certain astringency, which is kind of a mix between a citrusy and astringency, but it, go, it comes like as a citrusy fresh tone, but it goes away and leaves a little bit space for the sweetness. So the, the tea is nicely balanced. So it's swinging between the two flavor profiles of a little bit more of this creamy peachy sweetness, then going over into a little citrusy, a little bit astringent tone, but then swinging back again into a more of a sweet, a little bit sweet corn flavor profile. So quite interesting also in the second brewing. So this is a little bit the tones you get from a little bit more of a tanninic, a little bit more of a catechin loaded tea, which is less shaded, which is a little bit lower in theanine, and, uh, but it is a nice, nice change to this more savory, typical sweet kind of seaweedy tones, which you can get from a highly uh, or high or strong theanine tea, green tea, which is shaded for a long time. So I hope you like this one. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to, uh, don't hesitate to ask us. I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Bye.